Everything Film is supported by Vancouver Young Actors School, the elite training program for young professional actors in Canada. Their team of pros offer the most advanced training for young actors. You can check them out online, VancouverYoungActorsSchool.com or at VYActorsSchool on Instagram. We are broadcasting from Studio 4 at Go Studios in the Olympic Village area. And our guest is Kaylin Miles. Now, um, reading through the bio breakdown of you, it was hard <laughs> to decipher what is legit and what is... <laughs> are you an avid collector of Bart Simpson stuff? I do have a couple of Bart Simpson t-shirts okay. that, I, that, I do, that I do like. Okay, and sweatpants uh, with the words written across the ass? No, 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 no. <laughs> a lot of sweatpants, but I, I definitely okay. draw the line with words written across so the ass. So you defy convention, and you just didn't want to have a traditional bio. I did this, I did that. I appeared as... You just wanted to go in a different route. Yeah, I mean, I think some of that for me comes from like finding myself in these positions of being asked to host things and do things and in the past really not having much of a bio like I I actually do have a resume and a bio now but it was sort of my shtick back in the day to kind of pad that bio with some jokes and then I always felt like at least then whoever is asking me to host something kind of knows what they're getting themselves into. Well, I do know from talking to you off air, uh, you obviously are a big sports fan. I'm not a big sports well, fan. You sound pretty, pretty into sports. <laughs> I'm a big you bandwagoner. A bit. Oh, I, a bandwagon. I'm a big bandwagoner. Okay. Um, I do love baseball, but my love for baseball really did start with bandwagoning, which I always feel like I don't see why that's a bad thing. It's a wagon with a band on it. It sounds awesome. <laughs> so, so when the Canucks turn their misfortune around, you're going to be cheering on the the locals. Oh, it depends who they're playing. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I really, like, hockey is really, like, I could kind of take it or leave it. But this year, I was in Alberta for the whole Battle of Alberta. I'm from Edmonton and grew up there. That was that was a super, super big deal for us. And so that was really, that was definitely a bandwagon I wanted to get on. Like basketball. Can't stand football. Okay. I don't get it. It's hard. It's a hard sport to explain. I, I don't know. You, did you grow up watching football? Because I just think you either take to it or you don't. I was remember taking a, a friend to a game, and she was trying to get me to explain football. And I realized how hard it is to kind of explain. I go, well, they're going for a first down. They get 10 yards, they get a first down. And they got the first down. I go, she goes, what are they doing now? I said, they're going for another first down. She goes, they just got one. I know, it's very <laughs> I like, okay, I can't really understand. I can't explain it to you. You, just, you are, know it or you don't, right? yelling a lot, and then yeah. I'm seeing scoreboards not change, and I don't yeah. get that. The, uh, yeah. the, other thing, the other thing with sports is, is, if you think about it, you had to grow up with it in some capacity. Like, you had to be a kid in the ice rinks and you know that kind of totally. stuff and then then it you can't just get you know you can't just get, go into it go oh i'm gonna like hockey now right it's mm-hmm. very difficult i think you have to kind yeah. of grow up with it because you can't just pick up a sport like somebody that comes from another country and comes here and goes oh that's hockey right but they don't mm-hmm. really like yeah hockey. it's like me suddenly it. trying to pick up cricket yeah right that's exactly yeah right. I have no. There's, there's yeah, obviously there's, rules to it. So, I've and there's people that love cr- it. I mean, even curling. I think I know it enough, but I don't know how to explain. I know it. they last four days. Some games. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's a bunch. Yeah, they do. Bunch. They do. So you have played a role in teaching um, youngins how to uh, how to do this business, huh? I have. Yes, um, a little bit. I I taught the um, s- comedy screen. Uh, what was it? It was a sketch comedy writing course in the screenwriting program here at um, the Vancouver Acting School. And I have 
come in and been like a guest speaker. I have quite a few friends who teach at the school and I've done some guest speaker spots with them a few times, which I really like. I really, I like, I've been in the business a long time and it has definitely not always been easy for me, but I'm still here and I like, I like being able to share kind of that information of like, it is really hard and it can be really, really heartbreaking, but also this is the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can also be very rewarding. Uh, very you know, rewarding. Um, and enriching and, and all of that sort of stuff. But I always thought, and we've interviewed enough people in the acting profession now with this show, but I always thought that you either have it or you don't have it. And if you don't mm. have it, you can't really be taught. I've since changed my opinion on that mm-hmm. because I think everybody's got something inside them. The question is, well, how do you bring it out, especially if you're playing characters? I mean, I think I'm as one-dimensional as a person can be, but probably if I worked with a good instructor, mm-hmm. they could say, well, no, you're, you're downplaying your abilities. You have this in you. Like, let's try and, you know, find what mm-hmm. it takes to bring to the surface. I think one of the most important things is that... Um, This is going to sound so pretentious. Now I sound like one of those actors that I hate having dinner with. Um, But I think the truth is it it all comes from the truth. So it isn't necessarily about, oh, well, we have to find the right role for you. Let's say we find a role for you that's just like so far from anything I would picture you in. We have to find like what is the truth within it that you can relate to? Because you're never going to do it the same as me. And you're never going to do it the same as him. That doesn't necessarily mean that like one of us is better or Mm -hmm. worse. It's just that for this particular thing, we bring something different to the table. And I think when I realized that about this industry was when I was actually really able to lean into the industry. When I started to realize like if I do my work and I find the truth in what I'm doing and actually do my job, um, that's all I can do. So if it goes to you, if it goes to you over me, it had nothing to do with what I did. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted mm-hmm. this over this. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And just kind of realizing that was it, it's what made like what you said. It made the rewards even more rewarding, and it actually made the heartbreak a lot less heartbreaking. I don't find the industry heartbreaking really anymore. I think that, you know, your, your point is so valid about, you know, bringing something to the role perhaps. Maybe I did something that you wouldn't or you did something that I couldn't or what have you. I did an interview recently with Ellie Harvey. Mm-hmm. And when talking Love. about the, the new Adams Family, and I was a kid that grew, grew up on the Adams Family. It's a pretty weird show, but it was, it was fun. And I said, did you like pour through hours and hours? She goes, no, not really, because I didn't want to just replay the role. I mean, the characters are already established. It's kind of up to me to kind of bring Ellie Harvey mm-hmm. to the role. And I thought that's very valid. I mean, you just don't want to just do a carbon copy of what was done in the 60s. Do your own take on that established character. And that's such an interesting point because I had a conversation actually yesterday at work with somebody about reboots. And I love a reboot because... You're involved in reboots. I love a reboot because I think it's so fun to see this story that we all grew up loving and being really like obsessed with and we look at Three's Company and we think, oh my gosh, nobody can do Jack Tripper the way John Ritter did. But I would venture that there is probably somebody in this generation that will do something with that character. It's not going to be what John Ritter did, 
But I, I mean, it was one of my favorite shows of all time. I would love to see somebody retackle that. So I like a reboot for that reason. I like to see what other people bring to the table. Well, it's it's very much like doing a cover version of an established hit song. I mean, if totally. you're just if you're just going to do note for note, tune, you know, key for key, why? Well, that's just karaoke. Oh, it's karaoke. <laughs> Uh, talking about reboot, so let's talk about uh, you were in the reboot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I was. Was, okay. Tell us about that. It was so much fun. Um, so the Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot was done by Nickelodeon. And it's really cool because each, I don't know if you remember the original show, mm -hmm. but each episode was a spooky story. And with the reboot, what they've done is each season is one spooky story that they're telling through the six episodes and each season has been a standalone so it's been a different storyline different cast different location for each season so I was in the second season and it was a super super cool super rewarding experience that I kind of feel like if any actors are listening maybe they'll take something from this what happened with this role was I had actually read for a different role I had read for um, one of the leads and it was a character that was based on an original character. And I was one of the only females that read for it. It was mostly men that were reading for it. And they wanted me for it. So I was on hold for it. And then one day I get this audition for the same show. And it's for this really small part. It's just for the role of teacher. And I was a little bummed. And my agent called me. And they were like, I want you to know you are still on hold for the role of Sardos. But they want to see you do this thing. And I didn't really want to do it, but I was like, I don't want to come across as this brat that only wants the lead. Otherwise, I'm not going to. So I threw the audition on tape. And then I weirdly got the role of the teacher while I was still on hold for the other role. And I was like, this is so bizarre. I've never heard of things going this way. But as kind of time went on, we did a table read and I started to realize I definitely didn't get that lead role. And I was a little disappointed but after the first table read, the writer and showrunner sent me an email and he basically told me that he fell in love with my first audition and he wrote the role for me. I ended up being in all six episodes and I had so much fun. It was this crazy role that was just silly and funny and I got to improvise the whole time I was there and he would he was just like just say whatever you want and my character didn't really have anything to do with moving the story forward I didn't really have to be there I he had just written these really random funny scenes throughout each episode for me to come in and joke around and the role that I had been up for it it ended up going to Ryan Beale who is I don't know if you guys know Ryan Beale he's brilliant as soon as I saw that it was him I was like oh <laughs> this mm -hmm. makes sense to me and that goes back to the thing that you and I were talking about is as soon as I saw that it was Ryan Beale I was sure. like yeah doy this is this thing that and Ryan this, this has aired this show it is aired um in 2021 Oh, and okay. it's actually right now it's streaming on Paramount Plus, okay. which you can buy on Amazon Prime. Okay. So it just started streaming in time for Halloween. And nice. it's spooky. So you know what? A, another thing is, it's kind of an interesting question. Like, so when the first episode's out, do you go sit at home in pajamas and popcorn and watch yourself and, I go don't. and criticize yourself? Or you just I, close your eyes to the whole experience? I don't. And I'll tell you why. A lot of the times, we have this unfortunate thing up here in Canada where... We often don't get things right when they air. Oh, okay. So a lot of the times I'm like promoting that something's airing and then my family's like when and where and I'm like, I, I actually don't know. 
and I sometimes can't find it. Yeah. And um, with Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because it was like a, it was like six episodes and it's spooky. And I was kind of like, I would watch this if somebody wanted to watch it with me. But I, I don't, it's scary. <laughs> Well, the other thing is if you criticize your own uh, performance, too. I was kind of like leaning towards that with some actors. If they look at it and go, I could have done that better. Or does it, can Sometimes, you actually it get, be entertained? Mm, you know what I mean? Or you just go, I'm going to be honest. I think I'm a pretty good actor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's good. No, that's but good. sometimes, like, sometimes, I'll watch, sometimes I'll watch stuff that I was in, like, years ago. Yeah. And that actually will make me uncomfortable because I can, I can kind of see... Not only like where I wasn't as strong of a performer, but I can also kind of see like my own like self-esteem issues that really? I had back then. <laughs> and I can like feel myself like trying way too hard like through the screen and I'm I'm a bit uncomfortable. Um, it's really funny that, you know, the, the person that I would watch the most things with would be my mom. And my mom is amazing and she is the most supportive human being on the planet. She loves me so much. She doesn't care about <laughs> she doesn't care about TV and movies. She grew up in a house like I think my mom went to her first movie in a theater when she was like 19 years old. She doesn't care. So a lot of the times she'll be like, "Yeah, well, we'll watch your movie." And then like halfway through, she'll get up and she'll like start folding laundry, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'll hear like dishes clanging around, and and it's not because I I bored her or I disappointed her. She just doesn't care. My mom falls asleep in the movie. Th- theaters well you so. know you know another interesting point i just learned this the other day julia this is people aren't even they're too lazy to even watch movies and stuff now like the Isn't younger that? crowds and like kids 17 and 18 so you get them for a half an hour and then they're on mm-hmm. youtube or whatever yeah. and they, they they won't sit they don't even want to go unless maybe it's a theater and even then they're starting starting to not go well, i mean not, they, not it's the, the attention span too of like only being able to binge yeah. things like when we used we used yeah. to have to wait we had to wait a week to right. find out what right. was going to happen yes, and then sometimes yes. we had to wait from like may until the new season in september and now yeah. i find like if that new season doesn't come out right away like we're already over it and we're on to the next thing yeah kind of thing well yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting with tv and then the other one that it was i learned too is that you know how like you have a show and, and it's got like three different storylines mm-hmm. and then they go back but then they're Everybody just wants the one storyline. They just so they get want mad, the one. They get mad at the other two people. They just want to see the, the g- guy and the girl or whatever. Which is kind of unfortunate. Because that's like half the show, right? It's a really boring show. <laughs> right. It was just literally about these two people. I know, people. right? Well, that's, that. why, that's why I couldn't stand the love boat back in the day. Because there'd be all <laughs> these stories. famous people on board. There'd be three distinct storylines. And you only wanted the one. The you only wanted, wanted the one. one. Uh, Kay- <laughs> Kaylin Miles, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Pleasure. you. How do people uh, react and reach out to you on social media? Uh, I'm on Instagram. And it's my name. <laughs> my Instagram Miles. name is Kayla Miles. I think people react to me. Yeah. I, 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 with me, it really, I'm a person. What you see is what you get. Like my, you know, yeah. my profile online. You seem is, like a no BS kind of person. I'm kind I, of a no I, BS I, I like, person. I like it either okay. it either makes people fall in love with me or they want to kick me in the face. <laughs> Delightful to meet you. Thanks for it was joining. So us. nice meeting you. All Thank right. you so much for having me. Thank Cheers. you so much.